going to go over to the uh, over to Paisano's oh my God, and get my not. freaking money back. Oh, you're what? not. Are, yes, are, because you know what? Wait. I ordered the salad. I got the soup. It cost me $27. Freaking Andy's luncheon cost me over 70 bucks. <laughs> Fuck that. Oh. Welcome back to the Unrestricted Folks. Hi. Hey, Wally. Bob. How we doing? Oh, I'm Vex. I'm fine. I know. Well, you're fine, but... We just figured something out very interesting about Walter Pasacreta, ladies and gentlemen. That he's never actually seen American Pie. Yeah, I have not. I think I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I did not know this part of that movie. Yeah, the way we came to the conclusion was that um, me and Bob were making jokes about this one time at band camp. This one time at band camp. And Bob said, yeah, the actress. What's her name? Alyssa Hannigan. Hannigan. Allison Hannigan. Hannigan. Yeah, everybody loved her. After American Pie, because what? No, no. Everybody loved her from Buffy. Oh, okay. When she my was wife, Willow in Buffy. Yes. Okay. My wife watched Buffy, and so I'm very familiar with her. But I did not know that one time at band camp came from American, American Pie. Pie. You thought that had been in the American lexicon since, what, the 1800s? I, you know, I just thought I had invented it, frankly. <laughs> did you think that you had invented the whole uh, thing in the pie thing? From that movie? You mean the flute up the... He's never seen the movie. <laughs> He's never seen the movie, Bob. It's going to be lost on him. I'll have to... I'll have to uh, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know where that movie's available, but I'll have to check it out. It's yeah. available, and you probably Is should. Is American Pie the thing where she puts the stuff in her hair? No, that's, oh, that's something, something about, about Mary. Mary. Oh, something about Mary. Yeah. Okay. Right, sorry, I got them confused. <laughs> Good you know. night. Same era. Same era, more or less. I have seen The Godfather, all of them, so... Oh, that. Well, good. That was only 50 years ago. <laughs> just, in, just in case you were Musty reference. Um, oh, oh, Musty. There's Musty. <laughs> we haven't had Musty in weeks. Since, uh, so what, what the hell's his name? Richard. Since Richard was here, we haven't, had a, we haven't had a Musty reference. Our Musty reference has gone Musty. Leave it to you. You're turning 60 years old next month, right? Shut up. Aren't yes. you? Yes, I am turning 60. Okay. Wow. March the 4th. Wow, that's great. We had Andy Everett's 60th birthday party the other day. That's nice. How'd that go? It was fine. Awesome. We went to... Uh, Did he smile? Here. Yeah. I think okay. He, he may right. have. He may have. All right. Here's a here a real quick tidbit on the 60th birthday party, which was held at a private room in Paisano's mm -hmm. at the quarry. Mm -hmm. So in trying to eat healthy, I decided to have uh, minestrone soup mm -hmm. and a salad. Nice. The salad being uh, spinach and... Mushrooms, I think it was. Spinach and mushrooms. I looked at the picture. I looked at the di the diagram of the, of the salad, and I go, yeah, I think I'll have that. I'm going to have that. Yeah, give me the dressing on the side. The plate comes out as a, as a spit. I got the soup, which was, which was wonderful. The salad comes out with blue cheese crumbles on it, cranberries as well. And I thought to myself, wait a minute. This isn't what I ordered. Spinach. I think there was mushrooms on it. I can't even remember. I was like, you know what? Maybe I just misread the yeah, the, yeah, the diagram or so whatever. So did you look back at the menu? I did look back at the menu. Did it There's no hints of cranberries <laughs> or blue cheese. So I had thrown away the receipt. I went through my garbage and found the receipt. I am going to go over to the uh, over to Paisano's oh my God, and get my not. freaking money back. Oh, you're what? not. Are, yes, are, because you know what? Wait. I ordered the salad. I got the soup. It cost me twenty-seven dollars. Oh my God! You gotta this... be kidding me! And plus, that was three hours of non-door dashing. That. Freaking Andy's luncheon cost me over 70 bucks. <laughs> Fuck that. This is going to be Michael Douglas from Falling Down. 
Yeah. Didn't see that one yeah. either. That's how this starts. One time at band camp. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you something. Wait a minute. Are we a it sports was his, show? It was his birthday luncheon. <laughs> yes. And what? You split the bill 20 ways? Everybody, that is it was ridiculous. All separate checks. Separate that is checks. effing ridiculous. Wow. Okay. Did he pay for his own? It was, you know, it was in company of Clear Channel. So as we all know, it's called Cheap Channel. And yep. so they didn't pay pay the tab. That's ridiculous. That's crazy, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. You got here's a here's a guy in Andy Everett who's been at Clear Channel iHeart forever. I don't know. Thirty years. At least. Yeah. You can't afford to buy him a lunch with, you know, twenty of his people. friend. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. That's horrible. Uh, did you enjoy football this weekend, boys? I did. You want to start there or you want to start with the Spurs last night? It's up to you. Uh, or the okay. Spurs over the last week. It's been it, an interesting week it for has. the Spurs. I mean, you've okay. got back-to-back victories in there. Yep. One against Minnesota. Another one, uh, you know, probably a should-win game. And then last night, they have another should-win game or likely victory <sighs> against the Wizards. The and they, and they, yeah, they just kiss it away. They they're playing better, they're better defensively. Uh, they didn't make enough plays at the end of the game last night to beat the Wiz. Uh, but one thing I took away from that game was they are constantly being lazy on defense. There was a play last night. I don't know if you saw the game, but uh, in the fourth quarter, Wemby has a uh, easy dunk that he could have slammed it right down his throat. He's all by himself by, at the basket, right? So he just takes the ball, and he just flushes it Yep. with no authority or anything like that. The, yeah, Wizards, take the, ball, yeah. the Wizards take the ball out, and somehow, someway, they beat the entire Spurs team down the floor, and they were already down the floor and beat them for a freaking layup at the basket. How the hell is that possible? Yeah, there's there are signs that things are improving. But look, they've been bad closing out games all year. I mean, I'd love to see what their record is in close games. We'll say games under six points. It's got to be miserable because fourth late fourth quarter execution for this team is is bad, and it's probably what you would expect from such a young team. But they gave it away again last night, and you know, two days ago, a friend of mine sent me uh, via text an actual like form letter and it was Jeremy Sohan apology form <laughs> because Sohan had had a big night uh, over the weekend. Yeah. 30 something points, right? Yeah. And, and last night he shits the bed. He has two points and five rebounds, man. Yeah. He was an, he was an atrocity. They're and humans. he's, and They're he's humans. lazy on defense as well. So he doesn't give it a hundred percent all the time. He's supposed to be our defensive guy, Wally. Yeah. And like, and he's young. There's no excuse for being. He's, uh, he's got lazy. flashes of brilliance. And then other times he looks like, like he should be cut. Yeah. But he, so here's my, here's my question. This is the, this is my st- thing with the Spurs. Um, and I, I heard uh, I this came into my head. I was listening to Joe Reinagle and whoever else was with him, mm-hmm. complaining about uh, this this team, this franchise is is not getting where they need to be. Uh, they they they're not getting the job done. All that kind of stuff. I'm I'm so frustrated with this team. And I thought to myself, well, wait a minute. How could you be frustrated with this team? Now, there's two different things going on here. First of all, if you're frustrated that the Spurs are not a better team right now, you, you got no case. Because what did you expect them to do? What expect? What did you expect, you know, uh, this team to be once Wemby got on this team? The team was 
god awful a year ago. Historically bad defensively. They can't hit three pointers. You throw Wemby into the mix, and would you expect them to be a playoff contender? I th- if you did, you're just a moron. I I, yeah. I I I hear what you're saying, but those guys would come back at you and they would say, "Well, I would expect that adding a seven foot four freak of nature and the number one overall pick." would at least improve our win total. And to this point, we're basically on pace to win the same or less. Well, here's the thing. And and Pop uh, had one of his best moments. I think it was the it was the pregame talk. And, and Pop is good during pregame. He sucks after the games. But the <laughs> pregame is when you actually get him to talk about stuff. And he talked about Wemby and the fact that they had no idea what this kid was when they got him. They they threw him into the games. They they gave him no instructions. They told him just go out there and play because they wanted to find out what he was good at, what he enjoys to do, um, and and just how he likes to play his game. Yeah, and, preferences. Yeah, and, and so they and, had no they had no idea what they had. So the the first question, the first point was. If you got no idea what you, what you have in him, how could you possibly surround him with players? Because you don't know what fits with him. Yep. Because you never knew. And I said this. And I said this before he played one game for the Spurs. They had no idea what he was. You didn't know whether he was a three-point shooter. You didn't know if he was a back-to-the-basket guy. He doesn't have enough strength there. Blah 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 blah. So there was. There was no way that the Spurs could put pieces around him to start with because they didn't know what they had in this kid. So that's that's one frustration taken care of. The other one, though, is true. The Spurs have done an awful job of building this franchise over the last five, six, seven years. You look at and, – and a lot of people talked about this during the uh, – at the Oklahoma City game because Oklahoma City – is very much or was very much like where the Spurs were, you know. And you think In about tank mode, yeah. losing a lot of games. And you yeah. think, and you look, and you think about it, and you say, "Well, Oklahoma City's been losing. You know, they've been tanking for ten years, right?" No, they haven't. Oklahoma City has had two seasons of twenty win seasons. That's it. The rest of them have all been in the 40s. So if you think they were, ta- and I certainly thought they'd been tanking forever. It's like, God, Sam Presti, he's terrible. What has he done over there? Well, they've been consistent 40-game winners. Now, they haven't won a championships. They haven't been a championship contender. But they have certainly uh, built their team and built their franchise much better than the Spurs have, where the Spurs have had, I think it's five consecutive seasons now, or it will be with this one, of 20 wins or uh, well, 25 wins or less. I mean, the, the, the Spurs are the shopping mall. We, we had some really, really good tenants, and then we kind of like rested on our laurels, and those tenants have moved out, and we brought back a good tenant, and now we're trying to find the other tenants. We're rebuilding our shopping mall. Okay. All, all right. right. You good look analogy. At the, but, all right. But you look at, the, look at the draft picks the Spurs have gone through here. I, and, and I think we can say— Hey, let me say something real quick because I know where you're going. Dirty fucking secret in this city for anybody who knows the Spurs organization. The Spurs have been bad at drafting since Sam Presti left, and that's true. It's true. Okay. They just haven't had the success that they had prior to Sam when Sam was video coordinator and then eventually uh, you know, an well, assistant he, coach. Was he was he was, was he responsible for say. Kawhi? Uh I think he was I don't think he was. I don't think he was. You're right. That would be the one success. You're right. You're right. Good call. But like by and large, by and large, the Spurs have gotten it wrong. I agree. 
I think we can probably conclude that Vassell is, is a keeper. At least for now he is. Yeah, he's not bad, but he wasn't the best player at that position at that pick yeah. in his draft. Keldon Johnson, uh, at this point, I'm getting rid of him. But, but to the Spurs credit, he was a late first round draft choice. If uh-huh. memory serves 28th overall, I want to say, um, like you can't expect those guys to be starters necessarily. Um, All right. I mean, I think Keldon Johnson has performed to his draft status to, to, to where he was drafted. Right? I, th- I think he had. Yeah. And I think he's, you know, listen to be a, uh, an Olympic uh, player is pretty good. Uh, I think he's kind of he's he's definitely plateaued for sure, yeah. uh, and he is definitely on the on the trading block. That's a good way to put it. He's plateaued. I would I would if I if I'm the Spurs, I get rid of Keldon Johnson. I get rid of Dougie McDermott and any anyone else other than Wemby that you that you want. But the problem is with this team right now is they don't have any tradable pieces. What are you going to Oh, well, they got to get rid of McDermott. Okay, what exactly do you think the Spurs are going to get back for Doug McDermott? Bucket a second, of chicken. A second round pick maybe? <laughs> what are you what are you going to get for Keldon Johnson? If if somebody trades for Keldon Johnson, you're not going to get anything good back because if you're trading for Keldon Johnson, you're hoping he's the he's the final piece yes. for you to put you over the top. So you're not going to give anything valuable back to the Spurs. You're going to get draft picks and that's maybe right. uh, maybe a contract that's uh, you know one of those last year contracts. Uh, but that's and that's where they're at at this point. But you look at the other draft picks, you know, uh, Malachi Branham. Mm. Has oh. kind of it's kind of fallen up here a little bit. Primo at number thirteen a couple of years back that turned into a bust. Wise Camp nothing. Luke Lucas Samanich another complete bust. That was another uh, uh, top fifteen pick that went kaboom. It well, hasn't been good. I mean, we're, we're going to need to get better on on the draft this year coming up. We have what is it? Two second round picks in addition to ours. Twenty twenty five. We have three first round picks. Well, yeah, that's how they're going to have to build this team because they're going to have to do it. Well, let's be frank. Nobody wants to sign here as a free agent. Why would you? You didn't even mention Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, it's been bad. There's no question about it. And here's the thing. Hasn't worked for the Joe Reinagle, who I guess he was freaking out about why this team isn't better. If you expected them to be better then you're the fool. Okay. The Western Mm -hmm. conference is far too challenging. And Victor Wimbanyama is far too young. You're trying to build this team to be competitive when Victor Wimbanyama is ready to take over the league. Not for year one. That's he's Nobody ever thought he was going to be that guy. But by year four, you expect him to be that guy. Now, if the Spurs, you know, in retrospect, if they had drafted well with Lonnie Walker, with Blake Wesley, with Lucas Samanich, with, you know, all of Primo. these picks, Primo, if they had drafted those guys well, those guys would still be on the timeline for four years from now. Sure. But they blew it, okay? I mean, yep. Blake Wesley, look, he, I, I have thought he was terrible, and he is finally showing signs that maybe he's a little bit better than terrible. But he's not, like, a cornerstone of your franchise. You can't pencil him in for being the seventh man on your team in 2027, can you? No. No, hell no. No. Like, we're, we're a long way away. What did I say the other day to a friend of mine? I think we're three years away from being two years away. Okay. Okay? It all depends. It depends on how they draft. 
Yeah, and you, you're going to have to get them right. But here's the thing. You have to be bad again because you got no other choice. You have The Spurs have to be in the draft lottery and get a really good player because how else are they going to acquire talent on this team? You're not going to get free agents because they don't want to come here. Why? Because, oh, because Coach Pop's going to coach you? Listen, Coach Pop is a hard ass. Nobody wants to play under Coach Pop unless they got a championship uh, opportunity or an Olympic gold medal. Otherwise, he's a hard ass. I'm not going to break my ass with this team in San Antonio. Who can Listen, the one draw to come to San Antonio Spurs is you don't get booed. You never get booed. True fact. True well, fact, you don't. If you're Kawhi Leonard, you get booed. And then you get yelled <laughs> yeah. at. Yes. Yeah, right, right. Um, okay, so I, I kind of disagree with you on the free agent thing. I mean, first of all, it's hard for anybody in the league to attract free agents. It's really, really hard. That's just not the way player movement has trended over the last five or six Six years, okay. guys force trades to places, yeah. but they don't really go into free agency as often as you think. I mean, it's rare. I mean, you look yes. back at this past summer, you know, Fred Van Vliet was maybe the top or among the top free agents that were available. Well, Lillard Fred- too. Lillard wanted to get out. And where did he, you know, he didn't mention the Spurs as a destination. But again, he wanted out. He, wanted he out, was yes. never a free agent. And he demanded that he go somewhere with a guy that he could latch onto in a small market, let's be honest, in Milwaukee. He wanted to latch onto Giannis. The Spurs hope, the Spurs have to hope that four years from now, making up a name, Shea Gilgis Alexander is frustrated with his time in, in Oklahoma City and says, I want to hitch my wagon to Wimby mm-hmm. and that's, play my final contract with Wimby. Yes, that's what you got to hope for. You got to hope for landing a player that is frustrated about where he is currently playing. Yeah, yeah, that's the way to do it. I mean, and, and then, and and then you have to trades, draft well. And draft and trading for players with your uh, and using your draft your draft capital. That's right. That's how they'll build a team. You're not going to get a free agent to come here. I just don't, I don't see it. I, I don't either. I mean, it, you know, maybe you could get somebody on a Fred Van Vliet level, like, you know, the $22 million player, but you're not going to get a max player to come here in you. free agency. It's you. just not going to happen. Other weird things that happened. We had another bat incident. Did you guys love that or what? Like, <laughs> I didn't see it happen. But Victor Wimbanyama was fucking freaked, man. I don't. Th- maybe he's never seen a bat. Do they have bats in France? Yes, they, they have do. bats in France. Of course they do. Yeah, but the coyote went out there with a net. That was awesome, <laughs> man. And the Batman costume, just like I mean, and you saw the look on Ginobili's face in the crowd. I'm sure he wanted to go out there and grab him again. Yes, oh. it's still the coolest story in Spurs lore. Like when I told my kids who are eight and five about Ginobili catching a bat, they were like, "No, yeah, that fucking happened, man." And don't you ever do it, kids, because yes. he'll get sick and it might could bite you and you'll die. Rabies oh, shots. Okay. All yeah. right. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> no, to finish that off, though, I really am surprised that people had such high expectations. They're the fools for having felt that way. Okay. But, you know, I mean, one question that's been coming up a little bit is rookie of the year. I mean, I, I, he is. He is. And, and, uh, yeah. yeah. And, and a week ago, I didn't think so. He's but better I, than Chet. There's I, no question. In the last two weeks, I have seen a difference between the two, and Wimby is now ahead. Yeah, though, though I wonder with Oklahoma's success, does Chet come out higher in the voting because of that? Because, I mean, Victor's playing on the Spurs, which 
other than getting a lot of national attention and a lot of visibility and, tele- and televised coverage, not all that good. So, so does Victor get downgraded because of that? Even though his stat so. line is amazing I, compared I don't, to Chats, I don't think so. I don't think he's going to get downgraded because of that. I will be honest with you and tell you, it would not surprise me at all if this is the first shared rookie of the year since Jason Kidd and Grant Hill. Yeah, I'll be surprised. It wouldn't. Yeah. It, that because wouldn't blow think, me away. I think what minute the minutes restriction now being over apparently uh, because of the foot injuries. Um, I think he'll just he'll just blow it away. He might. He might. He might just. Yeah. He might edge so. him at the tape. I hope so. Yeah, that'd be great. He's still he's still the same player though. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's changed a little bit here, but he still has that issue of going too fast. He still looks somewhat out of control. Uh, and but you know, and, and he's on his way. He and, does. and he's and he's turned a corner since they've kind of repositioned him on the court. Well, giving yeah, him more since, of the center role. And yeah. since they moved Sohan out of the point guard position and put Trey Jones there, everything that has is, worked out. Everything's so. gotten better a little yeah. bit since yeah. then. A little bit. Um, okay. Real quick before Sunday. we go to the NFL. Okay. Real quick. Real quick. Did you guys watch a lot of basketball either last night, Monday night, or Saturday night by any chance? I just watched the Spurs game last night. Holy shit. The basketball last night and Saturday night have been so good. Like, so good. The Wizards and Spurs were super close last night. Um, the Bucks and the Nuggets was fantastic. Jokic put up like 26 and another triple-double no against Giannis. Um, uh, Mavericks over the Magic by two. Rockets went in, uh, went in and beat L.A. Well, you had Doncic the other night with, what, 70? 73. 73, and uh, then you had uh, Embiid with uh, the, the blowout against the Spurs. Yep. Uh, T-Wolves. Um, in a great game against the Thunder last night. I mean, it's it's been really good. Kings, Grizzlies, it's just, it's been really competitive. Even uh, Celtics-Pelicans last night was like really good basketball, man. Now, I don't know if I've made this declaration on this show already. I, I, I know I already have. Uh, but to me, and, and there was a little bit of a, a you know, wrench put into this uh, because of Julius Randle going down the other day. But uh, before Randle's injury, uh, the Knicks are more than capable, in my opinion, of winning a championship with this group. Ooh, that's a lot. No, they sir. Have, they have, no, sir. They have three very good players. They have Brunson, they have Randle, and now they have Onanobi. Uh, th- that team is more than capable of winning, and plus they're the best defensive team in the league. Uh, they could win. They could win a title. I didn't say they will, but they could win a title. They're as good as Boston. They're as good as anybody in the East. They're they're as good as I've seen the Knicks. Goodness, <laughs> in a long in a long time, maybe thirty since, years, maybe since ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, Possibly. like yeah. this is the best they've been. I I agree with you there. They've won seven in a row. They're playing great basketball, and Randall goes down, but I don't know that that hurts them all that much. Um, I mean, this is Brunson's team, and they showed it last night. They won without him. Um, they're really good, but that I shows don't think you they're as good, good as Boston. That shows you how good they are, that they have a, a multiple ways of scoring, which has not been the case for them in the past. They relied way too much on Brunson come playoff time to bail them out. Uh, and so this, I think this will turn out be good for them. They'll figure out different ways to score without having Randall in there. 
because sometimes the ball can stick with Randall. And so uh, I think this this may give them a little bit of an education. Boy, did Mark Cuban fuck up letting Jalen Brunson go. Oh, no question. I mean, all he had to do was pay the guy. And, you know, it's just it's a bad. horrible mistake. Hey, and Nixon. look look how good he is in New York. He's changed that fucking franchise, No question. Man. They have screwed over the Mavericks twice. They did with Brunson and they by dealing Kristaps uh, Porzingis, who never worked out for them because he could never yeah. stay on the floor. He's always hurt. Good point. Um, I almost forgot Saturday night, double overtime between the Warriors and Lakers. It was tremendous mm-hmm. basketball, man. Just Curry and LeBron going back and forth. Warriors I don't know. Warriors are done. Uh, um, they're very close to done. Their dynasty's yeah. over. Yeah. Yeah. And I would not be surprised if, if Steph gets moved. No way. He's 37. No way. This is the time to get rid I mean, of him. The, the, if you're a smart franchise, this is the time to get rid of him. The rumor has always been that he wants to go home to Charlotte, North Carolina, where he was raised. And his dad's franchise, Del Curry's franchise, the Charlotte Hornets. Which, of course, is another name for New York City. <laughs> what? How about Step at the Garden? Oh, my goodness. That would be fantastic. That's just we'll not not realistic. But, but, but you do, there's rumors you of him. him. Oh, of course you'd take him. Of course you no, would. No, wouldn't you trade him if you're the Warriors right now? There's no way. They're going down, with the, sh- they're going down with the ship of That's Draymond stupid. and Clay and Curry. Yeah. I realize it's stupid, but they have young guys to take over for next. They're fine. They got lots of money. They got the championship rings to boot. Like... They're cool. For yeah, but they're not while. winning another title. Steph Curry's not winning another title with the Golden State Warriors. Agree? Correct. Yes. All right. So get rid of him. Trade him now. Get as much stuff as you can. They'll get a. They'll get a king's ransom for him, and they'll be and they'll be much better off. Make the trade. Hmm. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's get to football. Let's do it. Championship Sunday. How much did you enjoy it? Uh, I, I was thoroughly entertained. Yeah. Thoroughly entertained. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um. So this is my this is my big takeaway. You had two coaches, one who decided to stick to his guns and go for it on fourth downs and partially cost himself the Super Bowl. The other coach decided not to stick to his guns mm. and also lost because he decided for some reason, which is unexplainable, you ran the football, you were the best running team in, in the in the you league. Know, yeah. And you you decided not to run the football made no sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, my 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 problem with what the Ravens did was adjust at halftime. Adjust at halftime. I mean, I I almost think that that was the story of both of those games. Ravens didn't adjust at halftime, lost that game. 49ers adjusted at halftime and won that game. Yeah, but you got to just keep uh, the. Uh, let's talk about adjustments, but you got to just keep running the football. Just because a team loads the I, box doesn't mean you should get away from what yeah. you do. I it's it's ridiculous that they went that game, and <sighs> frankly, at halftime they started throwing the ball more than they had in the yes. first half. They had six carries by their running backs. It's crazy. Six. six that's fucking nothing. It's made, absolutely nothing. And they've been no running sense. on people, gashing people all year. And, and 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 this is my my personal pet peeve, and I'm going to bring it up and and see if you guys bait, uh, bite on this bait. Okay. Dan Campbell's decisions to go on fourth down, good or bad decision? They were bad. Why? Not all of them were bad decisions. Why? Why was it a bad decision? Well, first of all, to me, he doesn't get the benefit of the doubt on these decisions because of what he did at the end of the game, running the football on third down at the one. 
and co- cost himself the cost himself a chance to win the game because if he doesn't if he throws the ball there the clock stops he doesn't need to use a timeout because once he uses timeout he's done because yep. there's no such thing as an onside kick anymore you got no chance of getting it. you got a one in fifty chance of getting it back. Yep, he. I mean, on on that one, he should have kicked a field goal much, much earlier in that drive. In fact, when he was at fourth down and converted earlier in that drive, he should have kicked a field goal. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and given himself more time. That's yes. right. Now, my my bone to pick, and this is with fans in general, and every one of them has said this, and it pisses me the hell off. It's a bad decision. He shouldn't have gone on fourth down because he didn't make it. Wrong. <laughs> Because he didn't make, he can't play the results it, like that. That's and and that's my point. I have lots of lots of fan friends that do that shit. It was a bad decision because it didn't work out. And 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 he could have. And and actually, one of, I think one of the reasons for his decision is he's got a kicker who's been okay in a dome, and had no attempts outside. Had no attempts outside. Oh. And 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 this was and and this was my impression watching that game. I didn't see it live, so I had to watch it in replay. And I think if you watch that first half and you don't pay attention to the score and you just watch how each offense and defense performs and matriculates the ball down the field, that game was closer in the first half than the score indicated. The 49ers were able to move the ball. They had their missed field goal. Jake Moody doesn't miss that field goal normally. If he makes that field goal, I think the tenor of that first half changes. Now, the 49ers defense kind of didn't show up. I don't know what the hell they were doing. They, they they weren't closing the box. They weren't protecting anything. So that was disturbing to me. They're going to get blown out in the Super Bowl if they tackle like that. I'm just telling you right now. Yeah. If they if they tackle like that, they're going to lose by 35. That was fucking embarrassing. Their secondary couldn't hit a fly. Yeah. I mean, it was really bad, man. Yeah. And if they start slow like that against Kansas City. You're going to find yourself behind Mahomes the way the Ravens just did, and now you're pressing, I, and, right? Yeah, yep. and and I think if the 49ers win the toss, take the ball. Okay. Don't I mean, because Shanahan normally will defer and try to get the twofer around halftime. Take the ball, go out, take a lead. I actually think that that's, that's what hurt them in both this game, the Lions game, and the, and the Green Bay game. They gave up that first that first drive, and I think it put them on their back feet. Yeah, a little bit. And here's a, so Dan Campbell definitely deserves partial blame here, no question about that. But also, let's not forget Josh Reynolds was god awful. Those two drops were just absolutely huge. He killed them. Isn't it terrible? Absolutely that he, killed them. That he went to Taft High School here in San Antonio. <laughs> it's really makes it worse, doesn't it? And yes, and, and, and my other pet peeve to all the analysts: stop with this shit that the Lions gave this game away. The 49ers gave the first half away. The not, the Lions gave the second half away. The game was over. They but had it, them. It, yeah. It it could yeah. it could have been over. The Lions play calling. You were right. Seven seven rushing attempts in the second half. Ridiculous. Yeah, and most of those by quarterbacks. Yeah. So I mean um, Lamar, but. But the Niners made up that 17-point deficit in eight minutes. Eight minutes of game time. But it all changed, you know, those th- those couple of plays there right in the middle. You got the are you, uh, the unbelievable IU catch yes. off of the guy's oh face mask, God. all that stuff. And then, you, and then you had the fumble coming up after that. They scored another touchdown. And all of a sudden, the game is just completely yeah, changed if, in those three so plays. So here's my issue with Dan Campbell. And, and I'm glad you brought that up because momentum is a real thing. Yep. 
And yeah. sometimes you've just got to squelch the the momentum that's coming your direction, right? You got to put out the 49ers fire and you got to kick a field goal to go up three. That, and I've heard yes. that argument, but does, does a field goal really put out the fire? It does for a minute. It does for a minute. Mm. It holds them off. Okay. It says, it says, I know that you're just pillaging us yeah, all over the field. Have, no, but we're not. I, we're going to stand yeah, up for ourselves. I mean, but it, if it, I make a big fourth down, does that not? Does that not? Sh- Listen, I, I give Dan Campbell credit because he went out to win the game. That's what his idea was. I'm going for these fourth downs because I want to win the game. Walter, well, if it was fourth and one, if, then Reynolds, he had, if Josh Reynolds makes that freaking catch, which he should have, the game is over. If you look at the analytics of what the analytics were saying, the chance of winning those games were the same yeah. whether he goes for fourth or goes for the field goal. Yeah, with so very virtually the same. Yeah, so it's kind of a wash. And you're absolutely right. You go for a field goal, you get a field goal, it does squelch momentum even for me at the beginning of that game if moody makes that first field goal i think the tenor of the game changes entirely if campbell's able to make those i think it quelches the the momentum but the 49ers and their crowd came out hard to start that or the second half and that second half drive really got the crowd behind him that that turnover on the first play that fumble on the first play which which wasn't him dropping the ball that was a defensive play it's a great defensive play if if that fumble happens, I disagree with that. Really? Or, yeah, because well, he ne- you need to protect the ball. He better. never really had that ball in his basket. Never if, did. If that fumble happens five or six plays later, I think it's a little bit of a difference. But maybe, the fact, maybe. but but the fact that the Lions' defense was out there, got scored on, and has to go back out there right away. And that's why you have to kick the damn field goal just to just to put them on their back feet for a second and let them know, hey, we're putting three points on the board. We're taking the lead back. You know, here's my thing with going for it, Walt. And I realize that's how Dan Campbell, you know, got the respect of this team. That's yeah. how he earned it, mm-hmm. by being swashbuckling and and aggressive. And everybody has, has hopped on board with Dan Campbell and good for him and good for the Lions organization that they found a leader. However... You're not trying to win the locker room at that point. You're trying to win the game. And it wasn't fourth and one at the one, fourth and goal at the one. It was still out on the field. Sure. If they, if Reynolds, and I, this is where you and me differ, if Reynolds makes that catch, it doesn't complete the game because you don't know what's going to happen after that. It wasn't like it was in the end zone. You don't have a guaranteed seven. Okay. Take the fucking three points. And, and Dallas Cowboys fans, you need to be scared. You're, you're going you're gonna to run back your staff against an NFC that looks like it has a really good Lions team next season, a really good Green Bay Packers team next season, and the 49ers are going to be back next season because they're going to be able to reload that staff pretty well. Cowboys? And you still have Mike McCarthy. Be, be happy Be happy where you are. And give credit to Purdy. Uh, Purdy was very good in that second half. That, that Just that little floating pass. If it was anybody else, it was 95% of the teams in the NFL. That pass would have been intercepted oh. and ran back for a touchdown. Not for the 49ers because they're a bunch of winners. God, how about that pass throwing across his body while he's going right to left and just one hand up in the air? That was a thing of beauty. Like I said, it would have been it would have been picked off on ninety five percent of the juxtaposition other teams. between what Purdy did in the second half and what Lamar Jackson did for his team mm-hmm. in the second half. I mean, come on, let's let's yeah. like really make a comparison there. And I realize Lamar's the MVP, but 
he and his teammates he wasn't good choked I they am, choked yeah. man his coaches choked by not running the football his defense choked by committing what was it six personal fouls oh my god that one yep. taunting inexcusable yep absolutely inexcusable. say flowers yeah that was terrible 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 um the fumble at the at the one yard line by say flowers they choked man they choked agree and, and that's and yeah. brock purdy went into halftime whatever got said in there they came out a completely different football team i liked alex smith's smith's comment he's like I'm the president of the game managers club and he's not allowed. Yeah. Yeah. He's just better than that. I saw that. That's yeah. Funny. What else you got over there? Walters, we're running out of time. I see. All right. Uh, a couple of quick ones here. Uh, Baylor announced this week that they are going to retire Brittany Griner's Jersey, uh, February 18th against Texas tech. So I just wondered, I wonder if it will be vape night. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I thought you were going to say. Okay. You know what I She's, thought you were going to say? No. Does it get retired for the men's side and the women's side or just the women's side? That's Jeff Bexler at clearchannel.com. Well, no, I, I'm oh. serious. I don't know how that works. When you retire oh, a number in college basketball, is it for both the men's and women's programs? No, I wouldn't think so. Why? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I, I, I don't know, but she's not going to be getting a hammer and sickle as a president. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> no. uh, let's see. Uh, Bucky's is overrated. The, oh, absolutely. The Beaver Nuggets are a completely awful product. Oh, my Couldn't God. No, they're not. More. Yes, no, they're, they're not. Yes, no, they are. no, they are the best best gift to civilization. No, they're not. Uh, fuck Stupid. Bucky's. Sorry. I'm the, the one who Buc-Buc-Buc-Buc-Buc-Buc-Buc-Buc-Buc-Buc-Buc-Buc-Buc-Buc-Buc-Buc-Buc-Buc-Buc-Buc-Buc-Buc-Buc-Buc-Buc-
Yeah, because they have 60 years of losing. <laughs> yeah, can't make up for it in 18 games. You go you go back and look at the... I heard somebody talk about the guy on New York City Radio yesterday talking about it. You look at losing franchises, traditional losing franchises. They have to have an epic moment to break through. And uh, it remains to be seen whether the, the Detroit Lions will have one. Well, it'll, okay. be, it'll be next year. We shall see. Better than the Jets. I saw this. Uh, somebody was bagging on Fiesta here in San Antonio. And it made me think of this. Fiesta and Vegas are basically the same place. If you don't like drinking, don't go to Fiesta. If you don't like gambling, don't go to Vegas. Okay. All right. That's so good they're logic. The, they're the same thing, right? Well, I, can, I can go to Vegas for the shows. Oh, come oh, on. Who the hell does you that? You can. <laughs> Not me. The only, me the only person who says that would be a 65-year-old person who's interested in playing bingo. Um... What's wrong with bingo? That, I'm going to let you do a couple more, and then I got a couple. It's, there's nothing wrong with bingo. Okay. Um, the last one I have for you is, uh, oh, two more. Uh, check out my new internet sensation, On the Truck with Wally. Uh, it's on uh, my Facebook page. Uh, no, no holds barred there. Uh, rip into everything and use curse words. Uh, and if you're interested in being a DoorDash person, you can make anywhere between... I would say anywhere between thirteen and seventeen dollars an hour uh, delivering DoorDash. And if you're interested and want to make a little extra money, get in touch with me on the social medias. Uh, I will reference you. That way, both of us can make a little extra cast by getting referenced. All there right, a couple of quick. I watched a really interesting documentary last night about the most boring thing you could possibly imagine. Okay, orthodontics. Okay, so have you heard of something called mewing? No, but dental stuff that gives me the creeps. Do? No, it's not what cats do. It's some sort of an exercise that you do with your tongue against the roof of your mouth that it, uh, it increases your jaw strength and your jawline, makes you have a better looking, you know, jawline. And it's Mew, Dr. Mew is this guy from England who has invented, he basically says, Walter, that the traditional form of braces pull the teeth in and and that distorts the face making it look ugly you really want to push the teeth out to get them enough room to grow in straight so he okay, so he that. starts training kids from like little like 5 4 years old to like do these exercises and wear these weird implants and he swears that he is making kids Better looking and with better natural teeth. God, this is fascinating. It, it actually, no, it's not. Why the hell would you watch this? Who gives a rat's I, ass? I'm telling you, it was kind of interesting. <laughs> no, it's not. Okay, all right. So last week on the show, <laughs> I mentioned that there was a fight in the G League that went into the stands. Yes. Um, coming out of that, just in case y'all were curious, two players suspended a couple of games. It wasn't that bad. But on the heels of that, I heard this from Brian Scalabrini this morning, and it's just something, food for thought, and maybe we can bring it up next week or another week. Is the G League Ignite program really helping players? If you go through the list of guys who played for the G League Ignite, they are disappointed. They are disappointing, I'm sorry to say. Scoot Henderson, the Thompson brothers, Jonathan Kaminga. It's a pretty long list. Yeah, we're going to have to think about this. I don't... I. I think it's been bad for everybody. It hasn't worked out if you've played in the G League Ignite. All right, but the, the Spurs, I think, have used the G League to their advantage. Yes, but not the Ignite. That's the program that uses, you know, kids that are coming out of high school and trying to go straight to the pros, and they mix them 
with seasoned veterans okay. on that roster. Isn't that where Wemby came from? Wemby came from... No, he came from the Metropolitans, right? Yeah, he came yeah. from the French French Pro League. Yeah. Well, that's not, oh, okay. But he played Sorry. against G League Ignite a couple okay. of times last okay. year. All right. And, and those guys just have not worked out well. So the Ignite... Explain this to me. So the Ignite is different from the G League? No, they're just a team within okay. the G League. What, what team are they associated with? None? None. They're just an independent G League team? Yes. I gotcha. Okay. Last thing before we go, did you see the move from Wimby on Saturday night? The Sham God crossover? Did y'all see it? No. Do you know what a Sham God is? I'm guessing it's named after the point God, guard. God, Sham God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... It's a it's a particular move that you do where you throw it out with one end and pull it back with the same. Ginobili used it a couple of times. Oh, okay. It's basically just a fake. Okay. Yeah. Wimby is definitely the tallest player in the history of the NBA. To do that. To ever do a shame. I did, I did see that move, yeah. Yes. Okay. Amazing. Um, thanks, guys. We can talk Super Bowl preparation next week. We don't have to get to our picks yet. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be an awesome Super Bowl. And congratulations to your 49ers, Bob. They pulled through when it did not look like it. Did not deserve to win either game. We did win both games. Yeah, they better not play like that again. I nope. have to go. Need to come out fast. Me too. Okay. Peace Cheers. Out. Peace out. Subscribe and like what he said. Yeah. How y'all feel out there? Do you feel good? I said, do you feel good? Come on. The groove feel good when it make you move. Make your next move your best move. Uh-huh. I said, the groove feel good when it make you move. Make your next move your best move. Uh-huh.